0: Good day everyone! Today we're ending our series on Let's Talk About Church with Bishop James E. Johnson, the Senior Pastor of New Church of the Living God. Let me tell you, he is a pastor with infectious love for God's people, has a heart to serve the Lord, and he's a man of faith and action and a teacher of the people. He is a servant leader that leads by example. Bishop James E. Johnson continues to pursue the mandate that God gave him, stating take care of the people and God will take care of the church. So everyone sit back and enjoy what Pastor Johnson is about to bless us with.
1: Bishop Johnson, uh, my, my first question is uh, who is uh, Bishop James E. Johnson?
0: Well, Bishop James E. Johnson is the son of the Rivers and I thank God for everything he has done for me, and Richard Johnson, that's Mm -hmm. my father. One thing I wanna say, I was brought up in South Carolina, brought up Mm -hmm. on a farm. I grew up there, I finished high school there while working on that farm, went into the military. And I went into the military, and as I was in the military, going from different places, I met Jesus. Mm as my personal savior. And when I gave my life to Jesus, everything changed in my life. Then I began to see things in a different light, in a different point of view. I began to see that it wasn't me Mm -hmm. that was keeping me. I began to see it wasn't me that brought me to the point that I was at that time. It was God. So when you think about Bishop Johnson, who he is, I am a child of the most high God.
1: I like that. Uh, I I think about too with me, I always say, I I knew when, we know when God called us, but we didn't know when he had a calling on us, you know, years ago. You know, I knew, I knew when God told me I was going to speak, I I was going to preach and he was calling me to preach, but I didn't know When I was little, when people used to say you were going to either, people used to tell me, boy, you're going to either be a comedian or a preacher, you know, because I was always running my mouth and and cracking jokes. And so I knew that you probably know that years ago it was something there. And we try to stray away sometimes, you know, that the military could be a a task for any of us, you know.
0: (laughs) Yes, indeed. And there was a, a little lady in my hometown. Her last name was Nelson. She looked at me one day and she said, you going to be my little preacher one day. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, ma'am, I ain't going to be a preacher, <laughs> not me. She said, yes, you don't know it now, but you're going to be a preacher one day. And she knew what she was talking about. Okay. When God called me, the my first answer to the preacher when he told me was not me. He said, I want you to do something, Brother Johnson. I want you to pray. Okay. See, we just don't jump into anything when it comes to God. You pray about everything yes. and let Him direct you. Uh-huh. And once God got to speaking to me, I know then what I had to do. But I told God, I don't have the ability mm-hmm. to preach. And I'll never forget in my spirit, He spoke to me and said, I'm not asking for your ability. I'm asking for your availability, Mm -hmm. and I'll give you the ability. All
1: right. Do you remember your first sermon?
0: Amen. (laughs) It was so long. It was back in the (laughs) 80s, so Uh I can't remember Uh the first sermon I Uh I, preached. I'll be thinking about it while we're talking today. If I remember the title, Uh I'll show, bring it to your attention. You know, I, I don't
1: know if I came over to Germany. I wasn't stationed over there, but I came over with my old pastor. And Bishop Williams was still, uh, pastoring over there in the church in Swine for Germany. And I can't. I don't know if I ever met you there or not, but I know we spent no. a lot of time over there coming back. And, now, and it seems like um, when we were here, which one thing? when we got over to Germany, it seemed like the hunger for the Lord. It seemed like it was so much different over there. Yes,
0: it was. We. In Germany they didn't have all the things that we have in the States to do. Mm-hmm. So we we were more closer to each other. The Saints stuck together. We went to church and didn't worry about what we we're gonna do Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. because the Saints we stayed in the church <laughs> and enjoyed know. one another, left the church and went to each other's houses mm-hmm. and just fellowship. Uh, and that was our way of life. That's beautiful. When we came back to the States, you had so many things biding for your attention. It's like we lost that our cohesiveness that we mm-hmm. had in Germany, but thank God we didn't lose Christ.
1: That's good. Well, let me ask you this, What you know, what, what's going on today? What is it like uh, pastoring during the pandemic?
0: It's a whole different way of pastoring because now the people are not coming to the church, mm-hmm. but you got to go to the people. How do I mean go to the people? Through the phone, through mm-hmm. YouTube, through Facebook, We are pastoring a whole different way now. But you want to still minister to the people Mm -hmm. and let them know that you care. So a whole lot of phone calls and a whole lot of praying. Because you don't want nobody to feel because they're not coming to the building that you don't care about them and you don't still love them. So we pray, we call, and we try to touch each individual life showing them that you have a pastor that loves you, even though you're not coming to that building where he's preaching. All right.
1: Well, this is. I have another question on there that I have, and I and I and someone corrected me on. I had, did God cause the coronavirus? And someone told me, say, no. You should say, did God allow the coronavirus to take place?
0: What do you think about that? Amen. See, everything that happened in this world, has got a reason and a purpose. Mm-hmm. I look at the coronavirus is waking us up right. not waking up the world but waking up the church again yeah. and making them realize we need a savior yeah. we can get so caught up in our daily life and in the things of this world till we'll stop taking the time right. that quality time that we spend with god and start spending it doing other things not saying God send the coronavirus, Mm -hmm. but I heard a scripture in the Bible say, and now we know that Mm -hmm. all things work together for the good of them that love God who are called according to his purpose. So God can use anything to get Mm -hmm. our attention to let us know, I'm still here. I still love you. And I want you to come back to me and come back together as children of God, fellowshipping, Mm -hmm. worshiping me, and drawing strength from one
1: another. But I, I think, thank you, Bishop. That's that's good. I, I think if what happened, we, not uh, I heard one preacher uh, preaching. I mean, because when this stuff first started, everybody went trying to get on. You know, we, we had to figure out how to get on online to preach, Amen. where to preach from and everything, and how to preach, you know. And I, I seen some struggle, you know, with it. Because it was just so, I mean, used, used to having the fellowship and the people and the love and seeing their faces, you know. But I think it was a time for me, but uh, just hearing teaching, you know, because people mm-hmm. had to teach you figure
0: out oh, who was really rooted in the ground and who was the real saint. And one thing I want to bring up, mm-hmm. when we first started, when we got on YouTube and Facebook, mm-hmm. it was different preaching to chairs because only six people could be in the church. Okay. You had to take people there and a few other people, but that's it. That was mm-hmm. that was the number that could be here. Okay. So when I looked out there, I wasn't preaching to faces. Mm-hmm. I was preaching mostly to chairs, and you can't see those on YouTube and Facebook, yeah. so you're preaching... And you don't have that feedback like you do when people are in the building. So it's a whole different way of bringing the word, but yet still making it viable and applicable so that people could grasp it and say, I got just what I needed. So it's a whole different thing. And really getting it set up, buying all the equipment we needed, because we mm. didn't have that. Okay. We had to get the equipment. Then we had to get people to know how to run the equipment. Oh, yes. And we had a whole lot of bloopers when we first started out, but that's all right. We still continued to press forward. And now I thank God. We still have some problems today, but that's Mm -hmm. all right. I applaud those that had the mindset and the willpower Mm -hmm. to say, I'll do my best to help you get the word of God out there on the airway.
1: I heard... um I'm going to skip over this next question. I'm going to save it for further down, since we've right on that topic already. About uh, as we um, began to come back, I remember when we were out of work for uh, working from home, and we had to learn how to work from home. We had to learn how to uh, keep somebody's attention for 30 minutes to an hour on Zoom, you know, and talking to them like that. And then when we had we had all these meetings about returning. Back to the office. We had the meetings to return to the office, uh, what we're going to do, what was protocol, and how we were going to, you know, service the clients. For us in the church, how, how do we get people back to uh, wanting to be here and working again? Uh, you know, or do you think we're moving too fast, or, or what's going on?
0: I'm looking at now letting people know mm-hmm. get vaccinated, get the vaccine. Right. Because that's the primary thing now. If we're going to come back together, mm-hmm. we need to come back together knowing that each individual has had the vaccine. Mm-hmm. We're still going to do the temperature check. We're still going to wear the mask for a while. Mm-hmm. And the different things we do, the social distance, we won't be six feet apart, but at least a family will have a chair between them and another family. Okay. We won't be sitting up under each other. If you don't know that person, we'll be in the same building. Mm-hmm. We are trying to make it things safe and make it comfortable so when people come back they won't feel like oh lord i don't want to be there because mm-hmm. if you're in a place and you're not comfortable and you don't feel safe no matter what i say in the pulpit you're not listening to that yes. you're looking around thinking about who's in here that haven't had the vaccine who's in here that might get me the COVID. Right. so we have to make sure that they know they're coming into an environment that they can feel comfortable they can enjoy the word of god and they can fellowship with their brothers and sisters and go home not catching anything but being comfortable within themselves.
1: You know, I think that's what people miss the most, that fellowship. I mean, we uh, we love to hug, too, you know. We love to hug and, yes, you know, get yes. a kiss on the cheek, you know. And I know that it kind uh, of, like I have uh, at my job, I have a young man, you know, I don't have to say his name or anything, but he was struggling in school, you know, because He's a hugger. He's the, yes, he he yes. work. You know, like when he does a good job, he likes for the teacher to pat him on the back. And when all that stopped, I mean, he just suffered emotionally really bad. He started acting out and everything. And I can see that how we 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 want to hug, we want to do anything. But now, I mean, we just get it feels so good just to get somebody elbow bump, yes. fist bump, yes. you know, because we know we're still connected with them. And the watch people. Slowly, you know, like this one you haven't seen in a while to come back, you know, and yes. just see they smile. And as you say, people deal with it different ways. When I uh, first went back to work, I had to take a, uh, they, my boss uh, instructed me to uh-huh. take about, I took off for probably about a week. Because I was hyper vigilant. I was watching everything and every, you know, I was getting mad at people because they didn't wash their hands. Yes. Or watching. I couldn't even focus, like you said, couldn't focus on the job because I was worried about getting coronavirus and worried about if everybody else wearing their mask, you know. And so I know that could be the same thing that affects us, you know, here in the church. And we have to realize one
0: thing whether we see it getting better is still in the back of our mind. Mm-hmm. And we know coronavirus is still out there. Mm -hmm. We know, praise God, the vaccine has slowed things down, but coronavirus hasn't gone away yet. Mm -hmm. So we all have to work together that we can feel comfortable around each other and enjoy each other's company. And that's what I want this church to be like. A place. Well, we will get back to hugging one day probably, mm-hmm. but right now we are going to take baby steps. Okay, We're not going to rush into anything because I'm, okay. I'm looking now as the schools start back in the fall and we look at what they do, we'll kind of pattern ourselves after cool. that with bringing the children back in, the children's church and the nursery and stuff like mm-hmm. that. We want to make sure we take care of people's children, and when they're in the sanctuary, they're not worried about their children down there in Children's church or their babies in the nursery.
1: All right, Bishop, that's good, and we're looking forward for that. I know everybody looking forward to the kids and downstairs with the kids and everything, or the kids' choir. It just yes. it just does something to you when you see the the little kids, yeah. whether they praise yeah. dancing or you know or, or acting in church or singing. It just does something, but. I want to um, jump to something right quick. I have been doing a series on a podcast talking about uh, church hurt and how do you recover from the pain. Because um, I know uh, when I, I was at a ministry before and I came here, you know, and, that was, and I had been in that ministry since I was young in the Army. Mm-hmm. But um, even uh, I, I've had the same Topic, uh, I mean this discussion with my own sister in Chicago. So it's not yes. something that just locally, you know, but mm-hmm. sometimes people go through things and, and we have to deal with them. They've been hurt yes. in the ministry and uh, and sometimes legitimate hurt, you know, far from where they've been broken down and you don't want them to walk away from Christ. So no. what,
0: what 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 does church hurt mean to you? When I think about church hurt, we as saints can mm-hmm. hurt saints. To where we don't want to even come back to the building anymore. Mm -hmm. But I tell those that have been hurt by people. Mm -hmm. Remember that you were hurt by people. Not Mm -hmm. by God. Mm -hmm. God still loves you. Mm -hmm. And we have to realize something as we grow. And this is for more mature saints. As we grow in the Lord. Everybody is not where you are. Mm -hmm. So when we grow in Christ. We get stronger in Christ. Mm-hmm. But for that baby saints, saint that have been hurt, have that church hurt or have been hurt in the church, the saints should rally around them and let them know, even though that person did you wrong, remember what the Bible says, forgive mm-hmm. and your heavenly Father will yes. forgive you. They hurt you, but remember, you may have hurt somebody else. Yes. But God forgave us, now let us forgive them. Don't hold on to anything that have happened in your life because the more you hold on to it, the enemy will come in and use that to his advantage. And when we get church hurt, sometimes you may have to say, okay, I can't go there any longer. But don't leave Christ. Mm-hmm. Find some place you can go but grow, strengthen yourself, because let me tell you, even if you go somewhere else, somebody else, somebody else hurt you. Yeah. And that's the thing we got to do. Am I going to run all my life, or um, I'm going to run into the arms of yeah. Jesus and say, okay, Lord, you got to help me in this area. Strengthen me and give me what I need to be able to stand. And when I've done all the stand, yeah. Lord, let your Holy Spirit stand up in me and keep me Hold me and carry me through whatever I have to go through so I can let that person see Christ in me. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. Something about church hurt. When somebody hurts you, you know it's hurting the flesh. It's not hurting the Holy Ghost. It's not hurting God. That's my flesh that has been hurt. So when I realize what has been hurt, I go to the one that can help me be able to. To grow and become stronger in the spirit, to put the old flesh under submission.
1: I like that. It's not—it's the flesh that get hurt.
0: Thank you know, you.
1: That's, thats all of me you. that just got that's hurt, it. and that's why I got to rise above that and deal with God. You know, ask God what to do and what He. Amen. It. I like it. and I'm glad to hear that. That makes me even feel a little bit better. I can remember when God told us to leave our last ministry, and I say God told us to leave, 'cause we prayed about it for a while. I remember, so we didn't know where to go. We drove all the way up to Manhattan to this church, and it was snowing. We went the back way and, you know, up to Manhattan, and it was just, I was like on this road. I said, this can't be God. I'm going through all this, and, and we got there, and I remember us finally sitting down, and all we could do is cry. And it's not cry because we felt we were wrong by leaving, but it was just like, God, we just you're going to have to lead us into the That's right it. place. And I remember... When we, uh, cause I've been knowing you for years, you know, and I remember when uh, I came here, you said one thing at the end of the service that you all that you say when someone joins the church that if 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 you go left and God go right, who you gonna follow? Who you gonna follow? You know, let me know. It wasn't about you; it's about God. You know, always about God, and that made me feel so good. I said, "Now that's that's the word right there," you know. And I think that's what people really they need. I mean, we get caught up in a lot of things, you know. I don't want to just say the running and the jumping and the, yes, you know, speaking yes, that tongue. Yes. And then we don't get the word. We, we, you know, you've got to get some type of teaching because it's so many young people that come in. Yes, and yes,
0: that's what they need yes. to hear, you know. The word will keep me. The word will carry me. The word will establish me. Because the Bible says, thy word have I hidden in my heart mm-hmm. that I might not sin against it. And the Bible says the word is established forever. It's mm-hmm. easier for heaven and earth. Why the word is established? Because the word is sitting on the right hand of the Father, which is Jesus Christ. Yeah. is the word of God. So we have to realize something. If I get the word in me and allow the word to do that work in me, it will strengthen me. We eat natural food to grow naturally. We need spiritual food to grow spiritually. Our body came from the dirt. Mm -hmm. The food that we eat to put in this body came from the dirt. My spirit came from God. The food that I need to eat got to come from God. And so that's the word of God. Mm -hmm. And if I feast on the word of God, and applied to my life, I will become everything that God wants me to be because now the flesh is no longer ruling, but it's the spirit that has control of my life.
1: All right. That's the word right there. And speaking of the word, you, you've been teaching on the Sermon on the Mount. Why is this teaching so important to believers and non believers? You've been teaching the Bible study
0: for this. We got to realize something about the Sermon on the Mount. When Mm -hmm. Jesus went up on that mountain, he called his disciples. There were 12 of them then. Mm -hmm. But there are many more than 12 now. Everyone that's born again is one of his disciples. The Sermon on the Mount is teaching us how to live in this world and represent the kingdom of God. When he first started off with the Sermon on the Mount, he talked about how blessed we are. We are blessed people. We don't have to buy a blessing. We don't have to look for a blessing. When I'm born again and in Christ Jesus, I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed coming out. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed wherever I am. I am blessed. And then he told us something. Because you are blessed, I want you to be a light. And salt to the world so they can see you. People don't want nobody that ain't got nothing and can't do nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Yeah. But when I see you in Christ, living for Christ, and see how blessed you are, I'm going to ask you, how did you get what you got? And I can say, Jesus. 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 And he told us so many other things on the Sermon on the Mount, Uh praise God, what he wanted us to do. And we won't go into detail because it'll it'll take all afternoon. But the thing I want you to know is he is teaching the people of God how to live on this earth, how to represent him on this earth and how to let people see Christ. I can look at the trees, I can look at the birds, I can look at everything out there in elements and I see his handiwork when I see the moon and the sun. But if I want to see Christ, I got to see an individual that's born again and that's living for Christ, then I see Christ. That's beautiful,
1: and I'm, I know I don't know about anybody else, but it's not that you just we're enjoying it, but it's helping you. I mean, from a, 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 a non-believer to a believer, to a babe in Christ, to somebody established in Christ, it's something there for everybody, Amen. you know, on Amen. the Sermon of the Mount. And um, last but not least, Pastor or Bishop, uh, this is something that I hear you talk about a lot, and that we we I believe this church is founded on that, and that's love. Amen. What is love? And when well, I well, wait, when well. I when I told my my boss, is he a preacher too? He said, when you use the word, please expound. You saying you want a sermon? <laughs> I but said, well, that man, love is a sermon. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Amen.
0: And when you think about love, we as human being, we know the word, and we use that word to get what we want, to tell other people, I love you if you do this to me. Mm -hmm. I love you if you do that. But when we talk about love, the unconditional love that God shows to us, in spite of who you are, what you have done, love goes beyond all barriers, all boundaries to show you how much that person cares. Mm -hmm. Love is not a word that you just say. You got to put action behind it. For God so loved the world, he did something. He gave us his son. For Jesus so loved the father in the world, he gave his life. Mm. When I tell my wife I love her, I back it up by showing her in the things that I do. Love is a word, praise God, that's not just a spoken word, Mm. but it's a word we got to put action behind it to show what we really mean. So when we talk about love, true love, Mm -hmm. we're talking about the love of God. Because the love of man will change on you from day to day. Mm -hmm. But the love of God, in spite of my shortcoming, in spite of who I am, pure love will never change. It'll always be the same.
1: Thank you, Bishop. I thank you so much. That, That love... It's what brought us here and what's kept us here, you know. Not just the love of people, but you feel the love of God, yeah. you know. And when you can come into a ministry and you can feel the love of God yes, and, yes. and you just, I mean, because people come in, uh, you always say the church is, is the hospital for the sick. Thank you. You know, and the people come in here, sometimes they're hurting. And so the last thing they want, or not just hurting, they've been through some mother just suffered a, a losing a loved one or, you know, lost their job. But it's something about you can give them everything you want. But when you preach love or tell them about the love of God, something happens.
0: And when they see the love of God being represented through individual, mm-hmm. anybody can talk about love. But when they see the attributes, when they see it out there in action, then people will say, they ain't just talking it. They are walking it. Mm-hmm. Plenty of people talk it, but they don't back it up. And that's the thing. This world is crying out for love because they see so much hate. Mm -hmm. And what we got to do is not show them our love because my love is conditional no matter what you say. But I got to allow God to put his love in me through his spirit. And when I show them love, I'm not showing them my love. I'm showing them the love of Christ. Jesus said these words, love them the way I have loved you. And when I think about how he loved me and some of the things I have done in my life, and he still loved me, I said, God, I need your help to love them the way you love me. He said, you didn't have to ask for it. I already gave it to you. When I gave you my spirit, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, meekness, temperance, gentleness, goodness, faith. Against <laughs> such, there is no love.
1: Thank you, Bishop. I appreciate it. I thank you for talking to me. Is there anything you want to say before we end it up?
0: I just thank everyone that will hear, praise God, Mm -hmm. this podcast. And I pray that we have said something to touch your heart, to encourage you, to lift you, to strengthen you, and to let you know that God loves you.
1: New Church of the Living God is a dynamic church located in Junction City, Kansas. Our beliefs are based on the Bible and centered on Jesus Christ, our mission is very simple, to lead people to honor and glorify Jesus Christ. That means we are not about a building or some complicated religious system, but about helping people from all backgrounds discover the joy that comes from knowing and serving Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your support by lending me your ear. Please go and subscribe, follow, and share my podcast For questions and comments, I can be reached at bigdog 862 at me.com. That's bigdog 862 at me.com. Tune in weekly for something interesting and exciting. This is Antonio the Mayor, Tony the Mayor, signing off and saying thank you. And remember, you can reach me also on Facebook at Tony the Mayor. Tony the Mayor. D-A-M-A-Y-O-R. And you can also reach me on Instagram, the mayor 0862, the mayor, D-A-M-A-Y-O-R 0862. So I'll be looking to hear from you next time. And remember, call me, send me a message because everyone has a story to tell of experience, strength, and hope. And I want to hear your story. Thank you again.